0: Hello and welcome to my conversation with Priya, I'm your host Priya Mishra, today is our guest Vikram Gupta. Vikram is the managing partner and a founder of Million Dollar Venture Capital called IV Venture. Venture Capital Fund Management Company focused on professional entrepreneurs. Vikram is passionate about music. He enjoys helping others, especially helping and supporting entrepreneurs' dream. And he has been working this for a very, very long time. We will be hearing his history, his journey very soon. So help me to welcome Vikram Gutta today. Hello and welcome to my show, uh, Conversation with Priya Vikram. Thank you for joining in today.
1: Thank you, Priya, for having me on this show.
0: Pleasure. Um, I've been hearing uh, your journey towards more of a venture capitalism, capitalism and you are working as a CEO capacity in your IV camp and this initiative is very interesting. A lot of investors are actually taking advantage out of it. Would you mind telling your journey how this all is started?
1: So uh, I started IV Cap Ventures in the year 2011. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I uh, was with a large group uh, in India, a large uh, uh, pharma and healthcare group in India, which is a multi-billion-dollar group. Where I had set up India's first healthcare life sciences a private equity fund, which is a hundred million-dollar fund, right. which I raised in the year 2008 and nine, when the markets were really bad. Um, <clears throat> and that uh, was an interesting experience. Right. Uh, and I'll come to that. But I think prior to that, I was in the US with right. IBM consulting for, for uh, about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background prior to that is I'm an engineer and an MBA by background. Uh, you know, worked in the pharma industry in consulting, uh, in healthcare life sciences. Uh, did a lot of investing, uh, setting up a fund from scratch uh, at the at the Pyramal Group and then uh, set up IV Cap uh, in 2011 uh, primarily because that fund which I set up, uh, you know, uh, had to have a different path altogether because Pyramal Group decided to sell their healthcare business to a large corporate mm-hmm. and uh, that led me to start IV Cap Ventures. So that's how my journey is and for the last 10 years, uh, we've been now doing quite well we have about 200 million dollars of assets under management uh and and uh, another 200 million dollars of uh, fund being raised right now uh, we have a portfolio of about 30 companies across different sectors primarily technology we invest at in series a and series b stages hmm. first check is about 3 to 5 million with a follow on of another up to 10 to 15 million so that's that's the kind of Wow. uh strategy, strategy that we have
0: interesting so uh, that brings to my next question what are the major trends what you personally have seen in the last few years and you know how do you see this what are some market predictions for 2021 you are seeing considering the you know what we are going through worldwide
1: so yeah i think the, of course covid has hit uh, the entire world right so it's not been just a, a one locational phenomena. Of course, uh, it has hit different geographies in to different extents. Right. And and um, India was hit with a second wave very recently, which was very nasty. I would say, yeah. just about a month ago, uh, people in Delhi. And since you mentioned you are from Delhi, uh, you know uh, you would obviously know how our situation was really bad uh, in terms of the the pressure on the healthcare system in terms of the availability of hospital beds, ox- oxygen concentrators, the medicines. Uh, so it's been a tough uh, situation, I would say. And I think a similar situation we saw happening in Italy earlier than in the UK. Uh, of course, we also saw something similar in the US. Uh, and this, this whole thing has been happening across different parts of the world. Uh, we just hope that the third wave, if it all happens, which is really likely, high likely to happen uh, given the size of the population uh, in India and the vaccination drive still at very early stages uh, with respect to the overall size of the population. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, we are we are not obviously yet uh, out of the woods. Hmm. So in, in that sense, uh, I would say that uh, people are still kind of with that mindset of stay home, work from home, don't go out don't interact or mingle with each other avoid parties don't go to restaurants malls everything is shut down during these times right uh, so that kind of a situation obviously gives rise mm. to a very different kind of a uh, customer uh, or a business or uh, or an industry trend so especially you know things start moving on from offline to online right and and when that happens uh, you know, new industries evolve. Old industries start kind of pivoting into new ones. Uh, for example, restaurants would start uh, turning into cloud kitchens, right? So I mean, uh, they were earlier they they were probably really going after prime locations, right? So which, right. and they will be paying very heavy rents for those prime locations. And locations don't matter anymore. Right. Um, so so that way, you know, and therefore the real estate rentals would have come down substantially. Uh, So it has impacted those industries, any infrastructure uh, or asset-heavy businesses. Yeah. Uh, So so there's a substantial shift from offline to online, from uh, uh, asset-heavy businesses to asset-light businesses. Yeah. And therefore, we've seen a substantial uh, kind of uh, progress when it comes to Mm. healthcare tech or edutech or uh, fintech or uh, B2B SaaS companies. Right. Uh, or uh, even uh, uh, when it comes to rural or remote access, uh, you know, there's a big opportunity there as well. So I think broader trends are, are basically going in the direction where technology is playing more bigger and bigger role. Yeah. Uh, the governments have a much larger role to play in such situations. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, anything that supports the government initiatives uh, also does very well during these times. Uh so, so, yeah, I would say that uh, these are the broader trends.
0: Uh, yeah, you know. interesting. And do you think this, I mean, I have seen India has a startup trend recently. A lot of startup companies are coming and a lot of big talents are actually somewhere rising up from this startup community. Uh, amazing growth we can see and India and Inc. is always there but this startup community is bringing great great ideas and succeeding very high. Do you still think that that is going to continue that trend or is going to affect it somehow?
1: So India is the third largest uh, nation in the world in terms of the startup it's the third largest startup nation in the world Uh, there are over 50,000 startups I think probably touching about Mm -hmm. 60,000 Uh, Even in terms of number of unicorns, which is basically a unicorn is defined as a billion dollar uh, valuation startups. Uh, India is, again, the third largest Hmm. uh, with over 50 unicorns now. Right. Um, And um, uh, obviously, this trend will continue. This year itself, we have seen already uh, about 12 or 13 unicorns already, new unicorns that got added. Mm. Uh, given that, uh, what's happening, uh, and the number of VC funds uh, has substantially increased at the time when we started IVCAP, 2011, uh, there were hardly any VC funds or domestic VC funds in India.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We were one of the first four or five funds in India to be set up. Right. And of course, now there are almost about 250 funds which are registered, uh, yeah. even though still active funds would still be around 30 to 40. Um so there's a huge opportunity building up to actually uh, invest through a very structured approach. Of course, the number of angel investors have substantially increased in the country. Right. Uh, from just a few organized angel platforms to a large number of angel platforms uh, and uh, more and more families or corporates getting involved in the startup ecosystem, uh, which is actually getting exciting, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and the in stories. Looking better and better as we move forward. When it comes to the um, startup ecosystem in India,
0: right? And I have always noticed uh, and heard about it. And many professional practice services are actually, you know, it's kind of a supplementary service for these kind of product-oriented service of SaaS or technology or whatever business is going on. Professional practice services are always a supplementary service, and it also rise according to the other market is actually rising. Do you think that's, is there any scope of those kind of a businesses to get into, in getting that kind of a support like venture capitalists and grow higher in Indian market or international market?
1: You know, uh, India has evolved, uh, especially and even global markets, uh, you would see more and more focus going over uh, developing product, tech products. Mm-hmm and, and uh, anything which is supporting for example you know if you look at uh, zoom zoom as a product right i mean uh, in the year 2019 people had heard about it i think uh, obviously people are using it off and on but you know see where it has gone you know in just in like one year yeah uh, so the part of the reason why these kind of technologies are going to get more and more uh, center stage and this is just one example is a video platform yeah. Uh, there are quite a few uh, similar platforms which are business-to-business platforms. Uh, Zoom is a a B2C platform, but you will see it's a B2B as well as B2C platform. But there are quite a few uh, B2B platforms which are now becoming more and more active, especially with the use of new technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, IoT. Uh, blockchain technologies are being used quite proactively in the fintech uh, space.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, You have AR, VR is actually another big one. In fact, it's now being applied to medical education and quite a few other areas as well. Yeah. Uh, so as the newer technologies is coming into play, you will see more and more uh, B2B product businesses building up. Hmm. So, so, and and those businesses from venture capital perspective are actually very attractive because what happens is that the initial cost of building the product is high. But once the product is built, then it's all about marketing and product, you know, you know, Hmm. follow on next versions of the product. So effectively, you know, the margins are very high in those businesses. If you're able to really establish uh, yourself uh, in, in, in your target customers. From VC perspective, these are very, very attractive businesses. You know, you can actually get very good returns on such investments.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I would like to hear your views on uh, some of the impact that AI is going to have in businesses and consumers that perhaps they don't realize yet.
1: Yeah, so, in fact, AI is all about uh, automation, right? So, it's all about... um, Automating tasks, and I, I'm a very strong believer that you know even our day-to-day activities, almost 70 to 80 percent of the things that we do on a daily yeah. basis, can be automated, right? So, you know, even I mean, I was actually most of my background is in the healthcare life sciences as an industry vertical. I've spent a lot of time in other industries as well. But uh, look at a scenario where you walk into a hospital and you get your medical treatment done.
2: Yeah,
1: and you walk out of the hospital, and you haven't met a doctor at all. Uh, and and I think uh, that is a likely scenario for certain kinds of conditions or treatment or procedures. That's very very likely scenario, which is already a potential uh, kind of a uh, model to happen. Uh, they're talking about uh, pilotless uh, planes. Yeah, uh, you talk, you know, all, all these things which have the potential to run on an automation kind of a model, you know, most of these manufacturing facilities, you know, there's a repeat processes that happen. You don't need the humans to keep just sitting there and monitoring things. Of course, you need maybe for outlier situations, but uh, not for, you know, day-to-day, run-of-the-mill kind of situations. So you will see more and more of things, you know, converting the, the regular uh, repetitive tasks getting converted into uh, computerized uh, implementation uh, or execution, right? So whether it is healthcare or education, we're already seeing that happening in the education space.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Or even uh, now we are seeing application even in, uh, uh, you know, Uh, agri-tech space where, you know, uh, a lot of application of AI is happening there as well. So, uh, and FinTech, of course, FinTech is, you know, there's a lot of repetitive uh, activities that happen. So, so I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, the, the bad thing for the short term, it is going to have an impact on, on a large number of jobs, but the impact is not in terms of, I mean, we've seen historically when computers came for the first time, there was a huge resistance yeah. from various uh, government institutions, especially to begin with, because uh, people had that fear of losing jobs. Uh, you know, and, and there were strikes, and there were people kind of just uh, there was a lot of hue and cry all over the world. You know, different places, people thinking that this is fundamentally going to take away uh, people's uh, jobs. And, but I think, of course, over time, people realize that this is part of a natural evolution. Right. and the same thing is happening as we speak right now this is a natural evolution people are talking about losing jobs but at the same time you know it's a natural transition from one skill set to the next skill set and it's it's bound to happen yeah you know maybe maybe 10 years from now there'll be another evolution which yeah. is again bound to change things quite substantially and people may again lose jobs but i think it's a it's it's kind of a repositioning or reconditioning reskilling which is what uh, one has to continuously uh, look towards, and that's what is likely yeah. to happen
0: yeah I mean it's human nature and it's it's a part of human evaluation you know we we have been seeing that for centuries like we evolve, we learn, we move on to the new things always. This AI is actually, I mean, I did, recently I was saying that if you, and suppose you are going by a car, you're crossing this road, it will tell you which restaurant, how, I mean, we are already getting all that in GPS anyway, but I'm just saying that it's going to be which restaurant, how many restaurant, with the review, it will all tell, your car will tell you everything, so, Adopting to that, most of the businesses should be ready to ready to perform on that upcoming one. And we haven't fully adopted AI; it's just naturally getting embedded in our system. And we are in, like most of the business owner you talk, they get excited when they talk about it. you know this thing came, you know this that this particular technology came, and this new feature came. But when it comes to uh, you know thinking about consequences, people talk about consequences as well. But these things, the AI is actually bringing a lot of new things, but the quantum, we are already thinking. As you said, that you know, 10 years down the line, there is something. We are already working on it. And Google and Indian government, this last budget, um, actually brought a huge amount to spend on the research on the quantum technology. So things are going to change. We just need to be ready for adopting, isn't it?
1: No, no, absolutely. In fact, you gave a very good example of uh, the cars talking uh, to you. And, uh, you know, and that's part of that is already happening with all the GPS systems, et cetera. We just announced a new investment today at $6 million in a company called Get My Parking. Yeah. And uh, what this company does is it basically uh you know creates small hubs parking hubs mm, mm. and 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 these are smart parking hubs and and the way it happens is that each of the parking lots basically get interconnected to the entire right. central system and and each of these hubs can provide very very focused uh, products and services depending on your needs and if you are you know going somewhere you know you may not have prior information otherwise Uh, you know, where you should go and park your car. But if your needs are predefined, if you know that, you know, you need some gas in your car, you need some washing, or you need, uh, you know, uh, you're thirsty, you know, you don't know where to buy your your bottle of water from, or you're thinking that something, you know, just struck you and you need to buy something else. You know, all that can be done through this entire network, through Ah. this smart parking system. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, this is the kind of evolution you're talking about where, and this this company has already implemented this across uh, Europe and other countries, what 17 countries they're already present in. uh, And uh, now they're taking it to the other uh, rest of the countries. And it's, it's an amazing kind of uh, evolution, which is happening. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: eventually next level of this would be, you know, the, the cars can directly talk to the parking lots, you know, you don't even need to. And as long as your car knows, what is what your what your need is and and uh, as i said 80% of that would be pretty standard pretty well known to your car already yeah and in the process you know the car will be able to communicate to your parking lot already and they, it basically will be able to tell you yeah you know which is which is the right direction to go to yeah. So, so absolutely, you know, this is a very interesting kind of. Yeah. Uh,
0: the thing is that most of the businesses are actually adopting very slow. I was listening li- recently, I went to a talk and people are talking about voice search, you know, oh, voice search is there and you should actually adopt to that. And I'm saying Siri has been there for 11 years now.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
0: I mean, we should like literally embracing it rather than adopting it, you know. You know,
1: uh, when Google became Google, uh, Yahoo was already there. I mean, uh, it, it's it's not that, you know, I think it's all about the, the evolution to the next wave which actually connects with the customers. Right. You know? So yeah. you may have a technology which is existing there, but if it is not really, you know, serving that specific use cases that you yeah. really want, yeah. Uh, then somebody else will come and, you know, uh, really address the right pain points of the customers. So, so that's the most important thing is that, and the customer pain points also keep evolving, right? So people's requirements the needs keep changing. As people sitting at home can order whatever they want, um, you know, the needs will suddenly change. You know, what we, have, what we wear, our internet connection needs, uh, our uh, kind of in home infrastructure needs, you know, things like those. Suddenly, you know, there's a new set of requirements, right? So mm-hmm. as, as those new requirements happen, you start new set of companies becoming unicorns, you know? So,
0: yeah, yeah. so
1: I think this will continue to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure the people who are actually looking forward to that technology-oriented lifestyle, they will be early adopters and the rest all will just follow the wave.
1: You know? Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very few
0: people are early adopters. But, you know, those are the ones who changes the whole wave, (laughs) actually. They create the wave.
1: I think there is also always uh, an early excitement about new things. Mm. Uh, And and there is always that uh, huge kind of uh, uh, the first mover advantage that people get. Tesla, when it came, uh, obviously, there's no other EVs uh, out there. And the whole concept was new to the market. Yeah. Uh, driverless cars, you know, and people thought that, you know, you, you would never uh, want to sit in a car, you know, you don't know the car is driving you, right? So it's a, it's a concept yeah. which uh, sounds very scary in the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, in then, a taxi yeah. and all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and to be honest with you, you don't want to be as a consumer, be the first one to be tested on, uh, you know, and that happens in all kinds of products as so medical drugs, um, uh, Uh, or um, these kind of products. And of course, um, I was looking at, you know, I mean, Tesla, where, you know, just trying to understand, you know, how these driverless cars would actually, how accurate they are.
2: Mm.
1: While while they're quite accurate, but I think, you know, if you're, for any reason, if your cameras, the car, you know, have some issues, the cost of failure is is extremely high, right? So, So, wherever the cost of failure is extremely high, you know you are very hesitant yeah really, and not you
0: know, only that there that. are cyber attack issues and you know other stuffs are also there so if it is not highly highly secure you see what is happening in the computer world right imagine that computer is hacked when you are driving so the crime <laughs> it will be a different level of crime yeah. to you know
1: Absolutely. handle and that's a that's a huge uh, that's a huge issue i mean i remember a joke where the um, you know, uh, or a meme actually, uh, where you know the, there's a voice in the plane which says that I'm the pilot, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm today I'm working from home. So, so and and I think uh, and there is a lot of talk about the um, the uh, the planes being hacked if mm. they are actually and the planes are, even if you're sitting in the if the pilot is sitting in the plane. Mm. So today, you know, if your systems are not secure. Hmm. there is a risk of, you know, the systems being hacked.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And one one small error, one small mistake can cost a lot. But, you know, that brings to, like, I'm just uh, curious to know what companies in your portfolio that you are personally excited about the most?
1: So, uh, Priya, I think uh, we are, uh, we're quite diversified portfolio. We have, on one side, we have a, b2c or d2c uh direct to consumer uh kind of brands that we have uh, we have purple which is a beauty and personal care platform
2: mm-hmm.
1: we have clovia which is a online uh, offline lingerie uh right. platform which is now the largest in the country uh we have a company called bevkoof And uh, you'll understand the meaning of peif is a Hindi word for for stupid uh, uh, and it's a very unique name, but it's basically targeting the very young audience just uh, about to go out of college or just out of college, kind of a crowd Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: for T-shirts and uh, casual wear. Okay. Uh, we We have another company called Bluestone, which is a jewelry company, now the largest independent jewelry platform in the country. Uh, and then we recently invested in a company called Miko, which is uh, a robotics uh, a, a platform uh, targeted towards kids, uh, basically you know interacting very actively with the kids. Mm. Uh, so some of these companies, I would say uh, I'm personally very excited about this entire portfolio of consumer. Uh, we have a healthcare uh, health tech platform uh, healthcare uh, portfolio as well. Mm-hmm. a company called lucidata which is uh, a drug discovery platform. That's an right. AI platform for drug discovery. And then uh, we have another company called Synapsica, which is a right. radiology AI platform. Uh, so, and then we have uh, quite a few uh, B2B SaaS platforms which we we're talking about, uh, companies like uh, you know, Then we have a company called the Online Sales, uh, so yeah, I think uh, some of these companies. We have about thirty plus companies in the portfolio, and some of these companies, I would say, have the potential to uh, become very, very large. In fact, uh, Purple, we made a very small investment uh, in two thousand fifteen, and uh, we had uh, probably what we told is the largest exit ever by a domestic VC fund in India in terms of the the outcome. Uh, right. So we sold our stake. Um, uh, to uh, a bunch of investors, including Sequoia, mm. uh, so so that was a very good outcome for us. Uh, so so I would say that uh, consumer tech, as a as an area, we have built a very good portfolio. Health tech, we built a very good portfolio. Fintech, we have built a very good portfolio. We have a P2P lending platform called Lendbox, uh, and then we have a rural banking platform called Finpay. Right. Uh, so these are some of the companies I would say are, are very, very exciting.
0: Very interesting. So that comes to my next question. Like I know you, are like your company name is Ivy Camp. When company, people wants to apply through the Ivy Camp, do you run a campaign or people can apply to that platform? And if you see any, um, you know, they have the idea they can apply and then you take the, you know, Take it that. So so,
1: so so the fund is called IV cap uh, cap
2: yeah
1: and within iv cap we have a platform called iv camp camp right uh, so so the iv camp platform actually is a tech platform it's an ai enabled platform right which has you know out of about 30000 startups which would have applied or come to the platform there's a curated set of startups about 3000 of them which have been curated based on Certain criteria, Mm -hmm. and uh, typically we would run certain campaigns. We would, um, and these campaigns would be around certain uh, specific target areas. For example, last year when COVID started, we ran a COVID challenge, and uh, you know through that COVID challenge, we had very specific requirements in terms of you know uh, AI-enabled startups, and then we got about 300 uh, applications for that. And uh, finally, we actually ended up investing in one of them, wow. uh, Synaptica. Uh, we invested uh, uh, in that. It's a $3, million, $3 to $4 million down. Um, uh, so platform actually, in that sense, what it does, it actually, on one side, it has startups. Uh, on the other side, it has mentors, uh, corporates. On the startup, it has, uh, uh, it has uh, various incubation centers, accelerators, uh, and... Uh, Universities, you know, lots of universities are on the platform. Right. So that's a, it's an engagement platform which actually helps startups get a lot of support that they need.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and that mentoring concept brought me and nice, I next question: like, what advice would you give CEOs when they are actually scaling their business and other specific qualities that are required to help people to do that?
1: You know, the biggest challenge uh, for uh, growing startups is uh, building the right teams. I think on one side, because of the number of startups out there, there's a huge competition for talent, right? So uh, on one side, you have to retain your talent. Right. And on, on the other side, you have to keep recruiting good talent, right? So it's kind of a balance you have to achieve. If you If you lose more talent than you're able to retain, then it becomes a huge problem both is all related to building right teams and so therefore uh i think i would say if you if i were to give an advice to them is like find right methods to hire and retain people and and i think these methods are also to do with how you share value with people you bring on board Uh, one is of course you have to select the right people to make sure they align with your vision and they're passionate about what you're doing Very hard to find such people. Otherwise, I think you have to spend time. Uh, And the second is once they have joined you, make sure that, you know, you take care of them. Uh, I I believe in this mantra of that, you know, uh, if you help people succeed, Hmm. if you help people around you succeed, they will work harder to make you successful. So you have to make sure you understand their what, what what are their goals in life? What, what does success mean to them? So spend a lot of time understanding those things. Yeah. And then try to contribute towards the success and things yeah. will happen.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I always believe it It should happen both sides, not just from customer point of view and not just from the talent point of view. It should have for both sides. Retaining concept should be, and you should have, I always recommend you should have a proper retainer model for both party, you know, because your, yes. team, your team is your asset, and you can't keep hunting all the time new customer. You, know, you need no, no, management.
1: absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, the other thing is, of course, there are lots of things that uh, you know growth entrepreneurs will have to keep in mind. But I think one thing which I would also recommend on the, over and above the standard business uh, things about customers and investors and your business and the employees. Is trying and seeing whether you can make positive contribution toward your environment. Be very conscious about your environment because you know you you conduct your business with the permission of the society, and you have to make sure that you are actually not doing things which will actually impact negatively. Yeah. You know whether it is to do with the, uh, polluting the air or polluting the water or you know. Uh, any other such things, or or even uh, growing the people, or uh, you know, whether it's linked to the gender bias or things like those. I think if one is very conscious about these specific things about making contribution or positive contribution, and that you know we follow this SDG framework, Sustainable Development Goals framework, uh, in our investing now, uh, we believe that actually brings a lot of awareness in the minds of entrepreneurs yeah. you know and and actually helps helps them contribute positively toward the the overall uh, environment
0: right thank you so much for your time and sharing this wisdom really appreciate your value add today before you go if people want to reach out, reach you out or you want to avail um, iv cap in you know venture capital this they want any kind of investment how can they reach out to you
1: there are multiple ways. Um, I mean, on our website ivkventures.com, uh, they can go go to that site. I'm quite active on LinkedIn, so they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, or they can just write to me straight away, Vikram at ivkventures.com. So, so yeah, so I'm 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 quite active in uh, responding to people.
0: Thank you. So thank you. All your details will be given on the description so people can reach you to, out if you don't remember. And don't for, forget to like, subscribe and share. And uh, we will be looking forward with to hearing more from you in our comments. Thank you so much. Thanks Vikram for your joining in today.
1: Thanks a lot Priya. Very nice uh, talking to you and thanks for having me on this program.
0: Pleasure. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.